the board of the PropTech Association of Australia and I lead the Western Australian chapter. It's great to have you all here for our monthly PropTech panel discussion. Before I begin, in the spirit of reconciliation, PropTech Association Australia acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples joining us today. I'd especially like to thank our founding sponsors, Stone and Chalk, who have made this event possible. And for those of you who don't know Stone and Chalk, it was founded as a not-for-profit in Sydney in 2015 to help fintech startups commercialise and grow. From 40 startups in 2015, it now has around 200 startups in Sydney, Melbourne and Adelaide, covering all areas of emerging technology, including PropTech. Today, approximately 20 PropTechs call Stone and Chalk home. I'd like to also thank our other foundation sponsors, Ashurst Lawyers, Macquarie Bank, the Real Estate Institute of Western Australia, PEXA and Webbit. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's panel. I will now hand you over to Jennifer Harrison, the Vice President of the PropTech Association to conduct the discussion. Over to you, Jen. Thank you, Kylie. Hello and welcome to the PropTech panel. Today, we're talking about the rental market and we're going to look at it through the lens of the tenant. How is technology transforming the tenant experience? And what are the benefits of that for agents and landlords? With the help of technology, can we actually totally reimagine what renting looks like? For example, a fully digital tenant application process, multi-year leases, and offsetting some of your rent by supplying domestic services. I'm also thinking we maybe should be asking when people are going to be able to pay their rent in crypto, but maybe we'll leave that one for another, another panel at another time. These are important questions to ask though, because the median rent in Australia is now $420 a week. That's $1,820 per month or $22,000 per annum. It's a lot of money. And according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, renting is increasing in every age group except the over 65s. It's only the over 65s that have an increasing percentage as a proportion of the population of home ownership. And renting is increasing fastest in the 25 to 44 year old age bracket. That group we know are the millennial digital natives. So generation rent is coming through and demanding better. So I'm really delighted today to be joined by three expert guests who are gonna help us understand what does better look like. Our first guest is Gabriella Scott Lister. Gabby is co-founder and head of product at Renty. Hello Gabby, thanks for joining us. How are you today? Hello, I'm really good, thank you. A little bit nervous, but good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And where are you joining us from? I am joining from Auckland in New Zealand. Lovely. Our second guest is Justin Butterworth. Justin is founder and CEO of Snug. Hi, Justin. How are you doing? Hi, Jennifer. Really well. Great to be here. Thanks for joining us. And where are you joining us from, Justin? We're based in possibly sunny Sydney. Lovely. And our third guest is Ludwina Dortovic, who is the founder and CEO of The Room Exchange. Hello, Ludwina. Thanks for joining us. How are you today? 
<laughs> I have to unmute myself. I'm good, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. And Ludwina, where are you joining us from? Uh, Chile, Melbourne. Chile, Melbourne. Chile, Melbourne. Perfect. <laughs> um, Gabby, let's start with you, please. Can you tell us in a nutshell, what does Renty do? Give us the elevator pitch. Okay, um, I am iconically bad at answering this question because I will always give too much detail being on the product side of things. Um, but basically what we do is we believe the first contact that a tenant has with an agency really sets you up for success or failure in that relationship. So Renty is a really slick onboarding platform and it's cost effective and easy to learn. It connects property managers with applicants and makes it outrageously efficient to turn them into tenants that stay in properties for longer. Excellent. So Thank you for that. Could you tell us a little bit more now about the problem that you're solving for in that tenant application and communication with agent piece? And also, how are you using technology to solve for that problem? Absolutely. So we are really focused on getting people on properties and keeping them there. So all of our tools are kind of based around that. So we've got application collection, applicant vetting, um, agreement creation, the part where you send to your trust accounting system. Um, we also do have some tools around tenancy assignments and tenancy renewals. Um, so we kind of found along developing this, the, the real wins for us were kind of making efficiency gains in really small parts of the process. Um, so little things like in our application collection, we've actually got an OCR reader. So when an applicant uploads their driver's license, um, what OCR is, is optical character recognition. So we look at that and we take off all the details for them. So it's faster and better for the tenant. And it also means that the property manager gets really accurate information and they're not wasting their time there. Um, in the application vetting, we make sure there's always a summary view for the property managers. So whenever they look at it, they know exactly where every applicant is at. Um, we've got a really cool send offer flow. So when they jump in, they find that perfect applicant for the property, they click a button to send them an offer. And then the tenant, can, the applicant, sorry, can jump in and accept it, decline it, or ask for some changes and kind of put that all into a really set process that makes it a lot more efficient. Um, in our agreement creation, we've got a really intuitive agreement creator. Um, so it's super easy to use. It means anyone can jump in and kind of do it at any time. And then we've layered digital signing on top of that. So it's really click, send, and it just goes. And you kind of don't have to worry about all the reminding. There's automatic reminders for people in there to sign their tenancy agreements. Um, same on the tenancy assignment. So digital signing is across anything that we do when you're sending out um, a contract. We've also got a really good, so in, in New Zealand, something you've got to do when you've got a tenancy assignment is um, kind of break down what the costs are for. You can't have a flat fee. Um, so we're just about to release a really cool invoice generator that you send out and it tells them exactly what you're um, asking them to pay for. And then they can click a button and pay it with their card. So there's kind of things all spotted across the process. And these were the, rip, the things that we kept hearing time and time again, that were just not silly problems, but tiny problems that people were doing manually that were taking them hours that they had to get someone in that they couldn't find a time to sign with the tenants and that they were calling them and playing phone tag. So that's where we think our strengths really lie is just kind of listening to our customers and going, oh, what? That, it's that little silly thing that's really annoying you. We can solve that. So that's kind of what we tried to do. And all of those layer up to some really big efficiency gains. Excellent. And how have you approached going to market? And can you give us maybe some examples of feedback you've had from landlords and also from agents and tenants about your product? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, what we've done is we've just come in really affordably priced. 
Um, we know that there's not a lot of kind of cash in the property management space and we really didn't want that to be a barrier through for our product. So we're really affordably priced. We back it by throwing onboarding support like no tomorrow. Um, we've also had some kind of creative tools and strategic partnerships. So one of the ones that we did last year at the start of COVID, which kind of no one knew was coming, um, we paired up with one of the trust accounting softwares in New Zealand Palace, and we provided a tool that scraped the government website to generate the COVID posters um, that we have to have in New Zealand. And any viewing that you go into, you've got to scan in via one of the government COVID posters. And we allowed property managers to be able to bulk generate from the list of their available properties. So little tools like that, that we haven't necessarily monetized, but we've just put out there to go, hey, we, we hear you're needing this. And we kind of tend to attract people that way. And we're really lucky that um, New Zealand's really connected in the property management industry. So it seems to be we spark one fire and then our customers kind of do a lot of it for us. So we get a lot of feedback around kind of how much quicker it is with Renty. So I'm quite proud when I see, I saw a LinkedIn post the other day of um, uh, office administrator say she was able to let 16 properties in one week. And it's kind of those things that people share and it's, it's really exciting because there's so much efficiency gain like that needs to happen in the property management industry. And I'm sure everyone here is working towards that. Um, yeah, I guess I'm, oh, I'm wondering if, does anyone object? I mean, are you getting objections of people saying, oh, um, no, we've, we've got our own way of doing it. We're all good. Thank you. It, it is a little bit of that. And I, I don't doubt that probably everyone on this panel has had the same objections that, there's hesitation around software in general in the property management industry. Um, PropTech is obviously relatively new and daunting for some people. So we do a lot of, okay, cool. Like we, sometimes we move people off paper. So we do a lot of support and a lot of training. And um, the other thing about around being a generally free platform is that it's like, is, is that a bit too good to be true? So we just do a lot of kind of actually sitting with people and, and taking the time, like everything we do in our sales space is really backed up by um, really great kind of support um, and training because people are really worried about switching um, from the systems that they're currently on. Mm -hmm. And is there anything you can share with us that's on the product roadmap that you're really excited about and you can give us a sneak peek? Uh, as a product manager, everything. <laughs> um, so there are some things that you uh, probably would expect um, from us. So we are working on viewing bookings tool and a tenant portal um, as well for people managing their rental properties. Um, there's also an idea that's kind of come about more recently, which I'll probably do a terrible job of explaining, but I'll give it a go. Um, so it's less expected and it's less fully formed, but um, what we're really looking at is um, what we can do to support people better. Um, property managers are so stretched in time and so much is asked of them. Um, so this kind of project started with me talking to my flatmate who's a commercial officer's interior designer. And I just saw how much effort she was putting into, into wellness in the workplace and everything there. And it seemed crazy to me that all this effort and HR and everything else was going in around. And then you sat down in front of a computer that you spent 80% of your day looking at and there's not really any consideration for wellness or fulfillment in a lot of software um, so we've started to look really at do wellness and software fit together is there a way that we can fulfill people through kind of what we're doing so we had some conversations with an HR consultant and managers kind of across the businesses and a couple of really key things that came out is 
motivation coming from recognition and motivation coming from ownership of projects and feeling pride in um, completing projects. So giving people a larger view of what they're contributing towards and working together as a team. So I think there's a lot of things in property management where people are kind of siloed out by themselves with this huge workload being asked to, to do these skills. They've got to be a people person. They've got to be an administration mastermind. They've got to kind of do all these things. So we're just really looking at, and it's very much still in progress, but developing metrics reporting that allow individuals to feel kind of a sense of achievement um, in that kind of instant gratification, gamification way, um, focus against improving their own statistics and really kind of highlighting when people are doing well within their team to managers um, to give them an opportunity to recognize them. Um, we also kind of hope it really gives us the opportunity to kind of source knowledge from different agencies, like if a listing was popped up and then really quickly people were getting applications every single time, um, what that might speak to is that it's a really well written listing. So can we ask that person who is clearly awesome at writing listings if they can share their knowledge with the rest of their community? Um, I think there's a lot of stuff there and kind of sharing knowledge that we, we can do better and us as software providers can totally facilitate the sharing of that. Um, but yeah, that type of project really makes us tick and if we can achieve maximum operational efficiency through genuinely happy and fulfilled people, that's awesome for us. So that's we're kind of flowing around there somewhere. <laughs> I think that's interesting because often the property manager role is like an entry-level junior position in a traditional kind of suburban real estate agency because mm. you know, the superstar rock stars are the sales agents who are closing the big sales and earning the big commissions, um, which kind of, you know, isn't mess maybe the great messaging to send in terms of culture or, or building a team. So what you just said then was, re was really interesting. And Gabby, just before um, we finish up and, and, and go and talk to Justin, can you tell us a little bit more about your co-founding team? What was your mm -hmm. moment of inspiration to do this? Um, so it was originally started by Claudia and Russell. So they were um, co-founders in a connections business and then we were all brought in really soon after that. Um, basically, it's through kind of a lot of what we've been talking about, but seeing a load of stressed and overworked people being asked to do so many things and so many of the inefficiencies that were there, we're like, we could fix that with a week's worth of software development. Like everyone in our business really believes in finding ways to make existing business better and I can't really remember what the phrase is, but there's something about kind of lazy people being really smart. So we're kind of like, how do we put the tools there that seem really simple um, to, sorry, to, to just kind of make it like the easiest way to, to get there. So it doesn't feel like something that's like really, really, um, I don't know, really hard every time. Jennifer, you're on mute, I think. <laughs> I was just, thank you so much. I was just saying, if anyone does want to um, ask a question, um, please um, use the chat function, oh, sorry, the Q&A function at the bottom of the screen. Um, thank you, Gabby. We'll come back to you um, later. But Justin, let's come and have a chat about what you're doing at Snug. Can you tell us, please, um, in a nutshell, what is Snug? and give us your elevator pitch. Sure, so we formed Snug in 2017. We're on a mission to create the future of housing. And we started by rolling out our first Horizon uh, product, which is a leasing platform 
that helps tenants and property managers find and select the best property or tenant faster. So that platform is a SaaS solution. Um, there's a freemium and a, and a paid version, and it includes an automated and streamlined workflow that helps tenants in a very easy way apply for properties, receive responses to um, their inquiries, and also book inspections. But really it's about enabling tenants to put their best foot forward with a high quality application quickly. So it includes automated rental referencing, ID checks, employment verification. And from a property manager perspective, that platform's been able to help them cut their administration time by about 80%. Um, it helps them generate more revenue. And also it helps them just build their reputation in the community by delivering a better digital experience for tenants. Mm. So we're super excited. We're four years down the track. We, we just onboarded our largest custom with 5,000 properties. So the platform's working from 50 properties to very large scale businesses. Um, and yeah, delivering incredible benefits for customers on both sides of the tenancy and property management equation. Mm. And would you agree with some of what Gabby said that um, this is actually maybe about solving lots of little problems? Or do you see that there are maybe, you know, two or three really big problems in this space? Can you tell us a little bit more about the problems you're trying to solve for and how are you using technology to do that? Yeah, so... Um, I guess the, the second part to the first question was, you know, in, in this mission to create the future of housing, we're, we're really looking at um, the tenants' uh, lifetime housing experience. And I think, you know, Gabby's spot on that there's um, business efficiency um, experience uplift that needs to be have from paper to, to cloud online application forms, which came through about 10 years ago. And now, you know, our respective companies are focusing on the efficiency of the workflow and the digital experience. For, for Snug, because our vision is really about the tenant housing experience, you know, we're thinking about um, the in-occupation experience, as well as what is fundamentally the tenant's experience, which is to desire the benefits of home ownership, which may be unattainable or undesirable, even if they were to achieve it because they perhaps haven't formed a household, settled in an area or, or settled in a location and a particular job mid-career. So we're actually looking at, you know, what is the experience of being a tenant and what's it like not only applying for properties, how can we make it easier, more social, um, secure and, and private, but how can we actually create the elements of home and ownership in, in a tenant experience model that collaborates with agents and, and the broader industry. Mm. Yeah, I know for Ludwina, the security of being a tenant is a, is a big issue. And I know that's something that you're keen um, to, to get, you know, some alternative models out there as well, Justin. Like, you know, why do, does it just have to be a 12-month lease? And how can we help tenants build wealth at the same time as renting? Um, what are your thoughts on those things? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting if you can lease a property faster, which is great through um, business efficiency and process tools. Um, that's fantastic. But it's interesting that really the tenant experience has been defined by fair trading or consumer affairs in, in relative states where they define the minimum standard. So, um, naturally, the industry has competed down to that standard to maximise profits and business outcomes. But actually, 
when you talk to tenants or read the research around tenancies, you know, their desire is for a longer term lease or to have some greater tenancy benefits, whether it's picture hooks, pets, being able to Airbnb uh, and so forth. And, you know, when we, we also look at the application process, there's a real fear around the, the information that's being provided or the selection process. So, you know, in, in our business model, we're looking at how can we actually um, help educate the industry and, if you like, change the focus from competing down on minimum terms to delivering home-like experiences? And is there a model where perhaps real estate agencies could, could say, well, actually, if I do offer a two-year lease or a three-year lease, potentially I can manage more properties per property manager, grow my average revenue per, per staff member, I could potentially satisfy my tenants and my landlords with longer tenure. And potentially I could um, create a stable home where my renters could become my next generation of customers investing in a fractional way in property or saving up to buy their, their first investment property. So we're actually looking at the home and ownership um, experience, which we think is the, the third level of the tenant experience, one being the efficiency of application, the second being the convenience in the property of repairs and maintenance requests and chat with the property manager. And the third really being that existential human desire to have stability, security and personalization in one's own home. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And so what kind of feedback are you getting in the market? And conversely, are you hitting objections and how might you overcome those objections? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, Snug's here to help the industry transform to the what we see as being a um, additional model for um, renting and if you like the home ownership space. So it's adding choice to the market. And it's really interesting if we think about tenant experience as a customer experience and, and those giants out there that are known for incredible NPS and loyalty, whether it's Apple or Amazon or Airbnb, what if they were to enter into the housing space, what, where would they position? How would they deliver an experience? And, you know, those businesses have created incredible sustainable competitive advantage through customer experience. And so I think there's a real opportunity with a third of Australia renting uh, to really harness the customer experience and actually a human-centred designed outcome which is for tenant satisfaction, landlord satisfaction, and great business value creation. So it's interesting, agents are loving the streamlined leasing workflow, um, abandoning um, old fashioned, outdated, costly, clunky, complex systems, and, and onboarding you know, within hours into a very easy system. But um, as we communicate in the industry about the possibilities of a future housing model, we're actually getting incredible um, interest because agencies previously would look at their property management portfolio and see a thousand landlords, but actually they have 2000 future customers. So how do they nurture those renters into their future customer set? So that's the way we're approaching it. It's interesting because I think in the buying and selling market, agents actually get that, right? They actually get that um, very few people are brand new entrants to the home ownership market. A lot of buyers actually have a property to sell. 
So that thinking of future customers, I think, is actually quite well understood in the buying and selling market. Why do you think maybe it hasn't been, um, uh, you know, discovered like you just articulated in the renting market? Yeah, it's a really interesting observation. And that's, I think, because, and I haven't thought about it before, so here's my quick answer um, off the cuff. I think when you buy a home, you're often buying in the same suburb. And what you're doing is you're upgrading within a um, uh, within a locale. So the agent cultivates a relationship with you because they know that they can sell you a home and potentially you, you'll use them to, to sell the property. Perhaps with the renting space, it's limited by your portfolio size. So you need to have critical mass before tenants remain within your current pool. And I think typically because the revenue comes from the landlord side, they're seen as being, you know, the owner, the rental provider who is the primary customer. And um, those I think those dynamics um, might influence that type of relationship building. I think also, that the nature of the tenancy is set up to be one of contract adherence and um, tenancy databases or blacklists. And really there's an opportunity to recognize good, great, amazing renters, which 99% of the market is. And we've tried to sort of flip that conversation to say, property managers and real estate agents can really build their business reputation by giving fast, fair, um, you know, positive, reviews or rental references of their tenants as they vacate and um, also help their other agents in the local area by being efficient online, completing those sorts of references. So I think now the tools, you know, once you take all of that busy admin and the noise of doing leasing a property out of the equation through automation and streamlining on a single platform, it provides the opportunity for the property managers to have that elevated conversation which is focused on the customer's desire and, and experience that they're looking to achieve. Mm, okay and last question for you before I go over to Ludwina Justin, um, what was the inspiration for the name? Snug, yeah look um, Snug is really all about the fit and the feel so we, cre we created a brand which was not about the dwelling um, not about the technology. It was really about the experience for both sides of the market. Owners and property managers want a, a great fit, a good tenant, and tenants want to feel snug. They want a home, and it's really about the emotional outcome. And I guess the key thing you were talking about, um, industry, um, uh, you know, adoption, if you like, of digital uh, leasing workflows and, and so forth, and even the concept of fractional property investment or longer term leases. Now, I think one of the big opportunities is actually for state and federal governments to look at their uh, regulations and public policy and, and standardize the lease terms across the country. Mm -hmm. So we can move from a cottage industry to yeah. being more of a national at scale experience industry. Yeah, I know it, it's in terms of prop tech or any kind of innovation in property, the state-by-state state nature of the laws um, is, is suboptimal. Let me just put it that way. It's crazy. I mean, it's 14 days notice in one state and 21 days in another. I pay by calendar month here. I pay four weeks there. And there's actually no um, data-driven empirical reason for those variances. And I think the second thing is, and my last comment just on, if you like, what are the blockers or what do we need to change to realize this tenant experience 
is really that tenants, if they're not able to access home ownership, they're not able to access that tax-free um, mm -hmm. capital gains environment. And so one of the key things we'd love to see is for federal governments to look at ways to give tenants a similar capital gains um, tax break on their property investment, even if it is fractional and diversified. Interesting. Okay, thank you so much, Justin. Ludwina, let's come and talk about the room exchange. Can you please tell us briefly what's the concept? Give us your elevator pitch. Thank you. So we're an Australian verified house sharing platform and we've got three main features to our service. So firstly, every user on our platform has to be verified by digital ID by Australia Post. So that creates a really safe and secure community and it also puts all of our users on the same playing field. Um, secondly, our profiling system enables our users to match up with a housemate based on values, personality and lifestyle. So it feels more like you're coming home to a friend. And thirdly, uh, we believe that the asset being the um, spare bedroom, you should be able to use that in the way that you want. So at some points it might be getting rent for that room or at other times in your life, it might be that uh, that room could be used as an asset to, um, to get some, what we call rent offset. So rent or rent offset, where you can get additional help around the house. So essentially we're creating a verified uh, platform where um, the users can actually decide the best way for them in terms of how they want to use that space. Mm. And I know you're very passionate about housing security and also um, you had a survey going, I think about a month or so ago, um, because you discovered there's something like 11 million spare bedrooms in Australia that potentially could become housing supply. Um, so I just wanted to, could you tell us a little bit more about the problem that you're, you're solving for and how you're using um, technology to do that? Yeah, that's a great point. I think it's around 13 million spare bedrooms now, um, which is really interesting. And as you said, that's existing housing stock. So that in and of itself, being able to get access to those rooms is already solving a problem of um, housing supply. But um, through that uh, survey that we did, we, um, we, we sent out a series of questions to households who had a spare room who had never rented that room. And we wanted to know why, what the reasons were, why they uh, didn't rent it or wouldn't rent it. And primarily the reason was um, being insecure about being able to make the right decision and feeling safe about who they would bring into their home. But the other one was that they just didn't like the idea of living with a stranger. So in their mind, it would be having somebody come into their home that kind of didn't fit or gel with their household dynamic and they didn't want that experience. And conversely, when we asked um, housemates uh, we asked some questions or we surveyed people who had either been a housemate and house shared in the past or who were looking to now. And we asked them what were their primary uh, challenges in terms of finding the right house share. And we learned that they're really frustrated with the current systems of having to filter through so many different people, um, not being able to find the right fit so they too could feel at home. And also to... Um, that sort of feeling of being secure was really important to them as well. So looking at both of those, um, it was interesting how both sides almost had a similar sort of need. And what we realised was that we're already solving that problem through the verification and through our profiling system. And so the, the idea of um, uh, being able to create a house sharing platform that primarily 
hang on, let me just go back a bit. House sharing has primarily been the domain of uh, young adults leaving home. I've got two kids in their late 20s, so I understand that experience. And when you look at the or university students, for example, now we all know post-COVID that life has changed a lot. I've got, you know, both my kids boomerang back home through COVID, um, getting out and being able to afford to rent or lease an entire property with their friends isn't as, you know, an option anymore. So the idea of actually going into a home and house sharing in that way, when you think of the amount of spare bedrooms that are in homes already of people who are probably looking at their mortgage right now, looking at the insecurity around their own work and thinking, wow, well, what about if we actually did rent our room out if we could find a way for those um, households to open up their home where they felt confident and secure in that but also felt excited about coming home because there's a person there who to them feels more like a friend then we've got an opportunity here to not only better serve the existing house sharing market but to also serve or support households who want to open up and also too the, the house sharing market's changing it's not just the domain anymore of young adults there's a lot of other people across various different demographics and age groups who are looking to house share who, but who are also looking for a more sophisticated system to help them to find that right place. Mm. Thank you. And I understand you're at a very exciting moment in your founder's journey because you're about to tackle a pivot. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, please? Yeah, thank you for that. So we've been going for about four years, same as uh, you, Justin. So um, it's an interesting place. And, you know, COVID was a really great opportunity for us to sort of look back and, and see what's worked, what hasn't looked at the technology that we created, which is incredible. Um, but then also see what are the needs of the market moving forward. Primarily, our business model has just been purely on what we called exchanging. So it was, you know, live in someone's home to completely exchange for help around the house. And, and we felt that that was too limiting. We had a lot of uh, customers who were saying to us, well, look, I don't really have a lot of stuff that needs to be done, but if I could just have, you know, a few more meals cooked a week or just, um, you know, kids picked up from school or something like that and have rent to make up the difference, that'd be great. So we listened a lot to what our customers were saying and felt that, yeah, we could actually fit in that flexibility more so that the, the household could actually decide how they want to best use their room, but also too that our housemates could also offer if they wanted to, to save on some rent, they could offer that help. So that's been a, a, um, a, a shift, it's subtle, but it's actually quite significant. But leading with the primary focus of, um, you know, that real security aspect of it. And we had, we've always had digital ID incorporated in our technology, but it was kind of tucked away. It's like, it was part of the profiling um, process, but we didn't realise how important it was to, um, to all of our users. So that's what we're leading with, you know, front and centre now. And we believe that technology is there for platforms like this to actually have that verification, but not, um, it's not a common thing in the house sharing market. So, you know, listening to uh, Gabriella and, and um, Justin talk about, you know, the, the technology and how they're using and how they're simplifying it, it's like, I think it should be an industry standard. And we want to set the way and say, well, look, you know, house sharing is an important part of the renting experience. It's not renting an entire place, you're going into an existing place. But I think the, uh, the tenants and the household should have the same level of security and trust in their decisions that they would if they were going to rent an entire property. So we're just really wanting to elevate the experience of house sharing and, and for people to see that it's a much more, you know, it's, it's a viable way to live. And, and as we started this conversation, you know, 13 million or so spare bedrooms in Australia, how can we actually tap into that? So that's where we're heading into now. So in a couple of weeks, we'll, um, uh, 
you know, as technology goes, where fingers crossed it'll be ready. Um, but that'll just give all of our users the option to, you know, know that they're part of a confident, secure platform where everybody is verified, know that they can find someone to live with that feels more like they're coming home to a friend, and then also choose how it is that they want to um, utilise that space. Excellent. And I do also, because um, a lot of people who are members of the PropTech Association and who watch the panels are founders, and um, founders of startups and scale-ups uh, typically need to have different tools to raise capital and pay the bills every month. So, Ludwina, what's been your experience of founding the Room Exchange? Yeah, that was an interesting journey. I, um, I must have spent about eight months pitching up and down the east coast of Australia and kept, you know, hearing great idea come back in round two. And, and I had raised capital before for a couple of other companies that I'd invested in, but it was interesting doing it for the first time for your own. And so I, I just remember sitting down one day and said, so I'm hearing the same thing. I'm obviously, you know, going to the wrong people. So I thought, I'll, I'll, I'll put on my own pitch event. So I hired a pub in South Melbourne and um, invited the right people into the room and supporters and some meet people in media I knew and a bunch of um, VC funds who'd been following me and... Uh, later that week, uh, with a massive support of uh, Thundering Herd, my VC fund, they, we, um, we, we made a deal. So that obviously worked. So, um, you know, if, <laughs> I guess the point here is that if you keep getting no's, well, maybe you're going to the wrong people and do something different. Um, but they've been a really great supporter of ours from the get-go. So we raised our initial funding with them. Um, I, I, myself and my partner initially funded the, the startup uh, starting phase of it. Then Thundering Herd came in. Um, and then, you know, as all founders, I think you end up dipping into your pocket a little bit as you go along as well uh, to get ready for, you know, the next capital raise as it comes along. But it's definitely a, um, an interesting uh, challenge, finding that balance of, you know, having the right capital and then growth and then raising at the right time, because I think you can also raise at the wrong time. And sometimes people raise capital when they pro probably should have waited just a little bit longer. Um, so, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting balance. But I think if you can get the right people behind you, uh, to support you who really understand that, then you're on a good wicket. Mm. I'd love to ask Justin and Gabby the same question, but Ludwina, we have had a question come in for you on the Q&A function. The question is, what happens if the house sharing relationship doesn't work out? Do you have tools in the app that help people break up? Oh, break up. That sounds so sad. But yes, look, it's it, look, it's a valid question. And I, I I think it's a question like, gosh, I'm 55 this week. And I've been, I remember house sharing. I've been married 30 years, but before that, I house shared a lot, you know. So this whole idea of sharing house has been around for a long time. And I think there's a lot of, you know, kind of like a, you know, human connection conversation and working through things as you go along. But generally we have resources on our platform that help you to come up with a house sharing agreement. And we strongly recommend that at the beginning, it's kind of like dating, you know, you wanna lay down your ground rules from the start because it's when it's all romantic, you think, oh yeah, everything's fine, but it's only until you come across a challenge that it's not, right? So, um, you know, getting just getting everything laid down in the beginning. We've also got a, a questionnaire um, that we're going to have available soon, which will help um, our users actually ask the right questions of each other so that they can get that information out at the beginning. But what, with our um, profiling system, it asks a lot of really good questions where you're able to actually make up your mind about 85% right there through that. And then the rest is just communication. But generally, you know, being clear about the term of your... Um, 
your tenancy, it's like, you know, any moving into any house share arrangement, you want to make sure that you're on some kind of a tenancy agreement, um, that you've got your bond um, submitted, that you know how long you're going to be there for, and that you've also got a way to actually work out disputes. So um, I hope that answered the, the question. Excellent. Yes. Thank you so much, Ludwina. Um, Justin, could I come back to you for a minute, please? Could you tell us a bit about how you've funded SNUG? Sorry, unmuting. Absolutely, Jennifer. So um, we've uh, received funding from three sources uh, through our journey, and we've done a couple of rounds. Um, the first, I was fortunate enough to have uh, built an exit uh, previous business um, in the short-term rental space. And so um, I was uh, a key founding investor. I also selected a range of angels who I approached um, who had um, strategic domain um, or, or other skills to bring to the, the snug um, investor base. And we have a folklore VC, um, which joined um, with an investment in our second round. But um, we've been frugal uh, with our capital raised, and we're really excited that we're reaching break even, which puts all of the options on the table um, to have uh, good quality conversations with those that connect with the vision and want to support the business into its second phase of growth. So we're really excited by that, but it's tough. Raising capital is tough um, and spending it wisely is uh, just as tough. Mm. Congratulations on being about to reach break even. That's fantastic. And Justin, actually a question has come in for you on the Q&A function, which is for renters, is it actually realistic to envisage that there can be longer term rental agreements? Um, what is your experience of trying to get agents or landlords to offer longer term rentals? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, what was really interesting when we analysed millions of bond records um, in 2017, when we scoped the housing space and thought, this is Australia's biggest problem to find secure, affordable housing and create the next model for this industry um, and, a, and a choice within the spectrum. We actually found in the bond data, 20% of tenants um, moved on after the first 12 months um, and 20% in the next 12 months and 20% in the next third months, we could actually see 60% of the market was forming two year or longer relationships. And that was a very long tail. So it told us that through the ad hoc selection process and perhaps a little bit of luck and um, gut feel and intuition, the market was kind of finding an equilibrium to offer short, mid and long stay leases. So we thought, how do we actually improve that matching through Snug Match um, by using some of the data and insights to help a profile of a landlord who might be perhaps a short-term investor versus a self-managed super fund who wants to uh, hold a long-term tenant? How do we bring the agency, the tenant and the landlord or owner together in a matching algorithm to try and identify those that are most compatible better bring about these mid to long-term leases. So I think there's no barrier and the, and the state governments have essentially laid down the framework of multi-year leases with break clauses and other things. And I think it's just a matter of time before um, agents have confidence around the quality of tenants coming through suitable for mid-term leases and tenants feel confident about selecting the right property. And gradually the market, I think we're at a tipping point where um, the leases are available 
uh, the data is available and the markets will soon start to coalesce around a range of options for tenants. And in the commercial market, we've got the precedent of having the contracts with, you know, the options and the break clauses. I mean, it's not like property has never um, encountered multi-year leases before. Um, yeah, absolutely. That, Justin and Gabby, um, can you tell us a little bit, please, about how Renty has been funded? And also your, um, your base is currently in New Zealand. How are you kind of looking at the Australian market and thinking about bringing your product over here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have built the business from the ground up with um, funding from the co-founders. Um, we then had a couple of employee, friends and family unofficial rounds. Um, and then we've been really fortunate that some of our key clients have approached us. So a lot of our, uh, not a lot of, but some of our property management agencies have come to us and said, hey, we believe in what you do and we would like to put money behind that. And that's awesome for us because it's a more invested opinion as well as being really backed by our customers so I don't know if we just got really lucky with having the coolest customers in the world or, or we must be doing something okay um, but but from here on out we're just um, we're bootstrapping it until kind of a further funding round makes sense so as Laguna mentioned you don't want to do it too early and, and for right now we're heads down bums up getting to the next point of, of when that makes sense for us um, in terms of being in New Zealand and coming over to Australia so we were really looking at it quite seriously um, just just before, just after COVID hit, where we were hoping it was going to be slightly more of a short-term thing. So um, we actually got invited to be part of the Brisbane um, PropTech um, thing over there. And, and we kind of, we went through that knowing that we didn't want to approach the Australian market exactly right now but it was an awesome opportunity to kind of work out our market entry um, strategy and we've gained so much insight from that that we are waiting till things settle a little bit we've got a couple of really big opportunities in New Zealand right now that we want to focus on and throw ourselves at but something that we identified in looking at the Australian market is that we wanted to have a, a solution with slightly bigger scope so we really wanted to the main one in there was viewing bookings to be able to do that whole first part of the lettings process kind of without any gaps that's kind of when we wanted to enter so we're a couple of months off that and then um, game on I guess for the Australian market. Um, wonderful thank you Gabby. Um, well if um, I might just see if anyone does want to pop um, a final question into the Q&A function um, we're kind of coming up for time. Um, it's been a great conversation and I think we do need to elevate the discussion on renting to talk more about the tenants and the percentage of the population that is renting is only going to go up. Um, it's actually quite a steep upwards movement when you look at the historical data and the ABS data. And as I said in the intro, um, generation rent is definitely coming through. Or one, um, oh, someone, it's no question, it's just a thumbs up, keep up the good work. So um, that might mean, guys, that we can say job done. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you on the panel today. Um, thank you to Gabriella Scott Lister from Renty. Thank you so much for having us. Honestly, we so appreciate the opportunity and also to be able to connect with you guys, Justin and Luena. Like it, it's great. And if we can say anything, please reach out to us just with anything. We love to talk about this type of thing, whether it's related to us or not. Reach out. We'd love to talk. 
Excellent. Um, thank you to Justin Butterworth from SNUG. Thanks, Jennifer. Great to join the panel today and uh, look forward to continuing the conversation about the future of housing. Uh, jump onto snug.com for more info about the product and our blogs. Lovely. And thank you also to Ludwina Dordovic from The Remixed. Thank you, Jennifer. Really appreciate it. Our, you know, we're really keen on creating a rent revolution here and you know, anything that we can do to you know, keep having these conversations just really makes that worthwhile. So if anyone wants to find out more, The Room Exchange with letter X, theroomexchange.com would be great. Come say hello. Wonderful. And if you are watching and you're not yet following the PropTech Association Australia on LinkedIn, we'd love you to find us on LinkedIn and hit the follow button. It is the easiest way to keep up to date with what we're doing. Um, I'm Jennifer Harrison. I'm Vice President of the PropTech Association Australia. It's been a pleasure to host this panel and I'll be back with another one next month.